So this morning we've got uh, Rebecca Janke, uh, we've got uh, Paul Corbett, and we've got Benton Robertson. So thank you guys for coming up. And all of you have uh, various experiences uh, in and around addiction, and uh, uh, you get a chance now to reflect on what Paul has uh, been teaching and uh, what we have to, uh, thank you, Paul, uh, what we have to, uh, to take from this. So uh, let's just uh, go down the line here and ask the question, uh, what did you hear from what Paul had to say this morning? Rebecca, let's start with you. Great, thank you. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, Paul. Uh, what did I hear this morning? I heard so much. I really appreciated everything that you said. I think that your first line, that God comes to us in tenderness today, is very meaningful. Um, I really appreciated that you're going back to those the studies that were done with, with the rats in the rat park, and it's not so much about the chemicals that we put into our bodies, um, and sometimes even that relentless pursuit of something more, but it's the cages that we find ourselves in. So I found that really meaningful about uh, what are those cages that we find ourselves in. And uh, I think there's a lot of hope in this message that Jesus wants to meet us in those cages and he wants to break down those, those doors and those bars that hem us in. Um, and I, yeah, found that really meaningful. Paul. Good morning. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, as I sat and listened to you, Paul, I, uh, my personal relationship to what you were saying uh, became very real because uh, I was somebody that struggled with pornography for my entire life from the age of a small boy until a little over five years ago and um, I grew up in a Christian home I went to church I was involved in leadership in church and so very much so that double life the shame the guilt not knowing where to turn but clenching my fists and just saying if nobody finds out, I'll be okay. One day I'm going to face God. It says it right here in Hebrews. I'm going to be face to face with him. And then I'll sort out the details. It's like, look, God, I led that prayer meeting. Look, God, I helped with the youth group. And uh, I realized that uh, one day I had given up hope. I've given up hope. I'm never going to be free of this. I'm just stuck in it. Uh, and, I, and I heard somebody who shared, hopefully like I am today, and they said, I was lost, and I found freedom. And uh, the way they found freedom was through community, through understanding the grace of God through community. God puts the lonely in families is what David told us last week. And uh, so an understanding of moving from isolation. The enemy didn't want me to do anything about my problem. The enemy wanted me to keep it to myself. The enemy wants that. What does God say? Carry each other's burdens. And in this way, 
you will fulfill the law of Christ. How do you carry each other's burdens if when somebody says, how are you doing? Your answer is, I'm fine. When you're struggling the way I was. There's no hope. So, uh, yeah. Sorry, too long. Paul, thank you. No, that's, that's, uh, that's cool. <laughs> Benton. Um, yeah, I think everything that's been said, I, I definitely agree with and I thought of, I think, yeah, carrying one another's burdens is so, so key and just being real about where we're at with one another is like the beginning of that because I feel like if, if I tell you what I'm struggling with, you're probably a lot more likely to tell me what you're struggling with. Um, another thought that came to my mind while you're talking about Rat Park and those, those type of things is um, some, a lot of addictions have like a very high consistency. Like if you're addicted to drugs or pornography or things like that, um, you're gonna probably be doing them every day. And yeah, they have a really high consistency. And I thought that, I don't know if this is true or not, but a thought that came to my mind is maybe to break addictions, we have to have love that's equally consistent to just, yeah, like to, to be there for people when they, when they need it. That love needs to be that consistent. Benton, thank you. So the second question that we ask our panels uh, on this uh, relevant series is, okay, so you've heard some stuff. Now, what are you going to do about it? I mean, where, where does this go in terms of reality for you? What does it make you think, now, I've got to go out of here and do what exactly? So, Rebecca. Thanks. Uh, what will I do? I think I've heard a lot on this topic. I've studied it uh, quite a bit. I teach it. I, I do it in my work life. I do it certainly in my professional life. I'm coming alongside a person in my life who has an addiction and we care for him very much. And so we walk and breathe this. So I really appreciate this morning. I think it just gives voice to the reality of something that touches so many of us in this room. Um, so what will I do as I go forward? I think it's just more, for me, it's a bit more of the same. I think these messages of coming alongside those that we love who are in entrapped in addiction and rattling those cages and circling that cage and just saying you're not alone makes me weepy <laughs> just thinking about it but I heard something very um, profound and it's it's something that's kind of my what I live by when I think of the people in my life with addiction and the first is to give repetitive attachment gestures with messages of hope and no expectation for change. And so that's very much what, Paul, you said this morning uh, in a variety of ways. And the way I do that, and the way I think I want to continue to do that, is to give those uh, repetitive attachment gestures. How are you? How's it going? Um, I'm here for you. Looks like you need some new shoes. Let's go shopping. Uh, let's go for lunch. What's going on in your life? Those are my repetitive attachment gestures. And if you know me and my story, I do that a lot. Um, the messages of hope are, I'm here with you. I'm going to go with you to the doctor's office. It's going to be all right. I know you can do it. Uh, I believe in you. Hey, there's this course at my church. Would you like to come? It's called Alpha. Uh, these are those messages of hope. 
that I consistently do in my life. And of course, the last one is that no expectations for change, which is, that's the doozy if you love somebody with addiction. Uh, it's much easier said than done to uh, walk alongside somebody and to give the message of my relationship with you is far bigger than your addiction. If you choose to stay inside this cage, I'm not leaving. I'm going to stay outside that cage. And I know that God can meet you in that cage, but it may take some time and it may not be today and the relationship doesn't change. Um, that is lots to unpack there. It's certainly not an easy road. It doesn't mean that there's not boundaries. It doesn't mean that I'm going to get in the cage with you. Um, but it does mean that I'm going to not leave the cage and I'll keep a hand on it. So that's what I do. Well, if you're struggling with pornography, I'm in the cage with you. And I want to invite you to freedom today. That's, that's my goal right now. Um, I, uh, I would invite you to look up a website. It's mensgroup.ca. Mensgroup.ca. That's all you need to remember. Look that up. You can contact people through that. You can get involved. You can meet a group of people that are sharing the same struggle as you, God will put you in a family. And there is hope. You can be free from your addiction. You can be free. In Jesus' name. Thanks, Paul. Benton. Yeah, I think it, it, it just reminds me of the hope that there is in, in Christ. Um, and I work, I've been working on the downtown east side for the past couple months, and it's, it's pretty easy for things to become very normalized in your mind. Um, I worked last night and this morning at 7 a.m., a guy I know overdosed, and we responded to him, and, but that just happens over and over again, and you kind of forget, well, it, I, I wish I didn't forget, but sometimes you forget, like, this isn't normal, like, People shouldn't be like almost dying every day kind of thing. But um, yeah, I think all of this is just a message of hope and a message of, of reminder that Christ can free people from these things. And, and he's freed me from addictions as well, pornography being one of them. So yeah, it's, I think, yeah, it's a message of hope going forward. Uh, Thank you, all three of you, for uh, responding, and uh, thank you, Paul, for leading us in this uh, important area of uh, thought and discussion. So, thanks very much. We're going to take communion now. Uh, and uh, I get to lead this uh, for us. And uh, communion is welcome. It's welcome to the table that the Lord sets for us, and we're invited here not because we have everything perfectly together, uh, but because as broken people, uh, we have been found by a God who welcomes us 
and draws us to the table together. And uh, so when we come to this table, we don't come as perfect Christian beings who have it all together. We come as broken people struggling uh, at various places with our addictions and our issues. But here we are loved. Here we are welcomed. Here we are invited back to the center of it all, back to the cross, back to the sacrifice that Jesus made of Himself for us, that our sins might be forgiven, that His power and love might flow into us once again, and that we as community, a community of the broken, uh, might stand here this morning uh, knowing that we are deeply loved. Uh, and that's good news for all of us. So as we share in communion together, we remember that Jesus died for our sins, that Jesus rose from the dead, and that Jesus offers forgiveness and new life to all who would turn to Him. And the Scriptures remind us that on the night that Jesus was betrayed, He took bread, and when He had given thanks, He broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, He took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until He comes. And so at Granville Chapel, we welcome all followers of Jesus to join us in taking communion. And if today you want to make a new decision to follow Jesus, uh, perhaps out of what you've heard this morning, uh, or maybe you want to recommit to following Jesus, then come to the table. You're welcome here to join us, uh, experiencing the forgiveness, mercy, and love of God. And so, uh, as we share the bread and the juice, uh, we uh, include each other by serving the people, person next to us. We pass on the bread saying, this is the body of Christ broken for you and pass on the cup, saying, this is the blood of Christ shed for your sins. And uh, for those with dietary restrictions, we have uh, uh, gluten-free wafers available in the, cent in the little uh, glass bowl in the center of the bread. Some of you will notice this morning that the communion cups that we drink from are different. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we heard about the environment and the challenges that we have uh, and one of the things that we have done as a community over the years uh, is add to plastic landfill uh, huge amounts of communion cups. Today, we are pleased to inaugurate steel, washable cups. And so we are trying to act in, uh, in accordance with that. Uh, thank you, Edith, for driving that uh, uh, change. And uh, I'm glad that we can... Uh, hopefully make a small difference uh, together that way. Let's give thanks for this uh, bread and juice and uh, the sacrifice that it represents. Father God, we turn to you this morning. We thank you for your love for us. We thank you that we were the lost ones, uh, that you saw far away, uh, and that you ran to us and welcomed us home. Uh, thank you, Lord, for the love and the forgiveness and the grace that you have poured unto us, the undeserving. And Lord, we receive this food from you 
uh, from your hand today in remembrance of the great sacrifice that Jesus made. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for dying for us. Thank you for giving up your life in order that we could have this new life. Uh, we are grateful and we receive your welcome and your forgiveness again this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.